Hello, Podicumans, and welcome to the Podicesis podcast, a podcast about what Christians believe and why it matters. I'm Brett Maddox, and once again, we're joined by your very best friends, Alan Kaysen and Jim Morrow. How are you guys doing? I am doing great. It is always good to be with you guys and with our listeners. Awesome. Jim? <laughs> oh, yes. Excellent. I'm as, I'm as good as the last time you asked. Praise the Lord. It's good to be with everybody. I, I'm, finding, I'm finding myself um, getting disappointed. I'm clicking tracking information on a package I have, and I'm finding myself pretty, pretty discontent with the fact that this thing's taken so long. I wonder if that mm-hmm. has anything to do with today. It, it, it could. It, Although it, if it, you were like Alan, not only would you find the tracking information, you would know where the driver was at all times. See, oh no. After um, the, after I record this episode, I'm going to go find it. See, listen, there's no need to bring in. I think you're bearing false witness, <laughs> um, except you're not uh, because it's the truth. His name is Larry and he does a good job. And he um, is very helpful. So yeah. um, shout out to Larry. There you go, Larry. Um, UPS driver. <laughs> that's so funny to me. Anyway, uh, as always, hit us up on social media at Podicusis is where you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And as always, leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can also comment on our last episode there or on any of the episodes on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to read those podcasts um, and uh, love to be able to interact with you. All right, guys, we are finishing up the Ten Commandments. It feels like we've been um, on the Ten Commandments for a long time. And here we are finishing it up with the Tenth Commandment. And I, I don't know... I, I, I can't remember what it is. Um, Alan, can you help help us out with that? Oh, well, I'm glad I'm here. Um, Me too. The 10th commandment is, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is your neighbor's. And that is a quote from Exodus 2017, and from the catechism, I did not use a bad word, so just say it. <laughs> I like how there was a little bit of a laughter in that. <laughs> yeah, we can't help but giggle. Because we're three grown men, and we can't help ourselves. And we're really eighth graders in mind. Yes. <laughs> um, that is coming from the King James, the authorized version, of course. So uh, Exodus twenty seventeen. All right. So uh, there's your uh, there's your tenth commandment: um, not covenanting our neighbor's stuff. And or, so. Yeah. What is required in that? Uh, the Tenth Commandment requires full contentment. Hmm. Interesting. Full contentment with our own condition, with a right and charitable frame of spirit toward our neighbor and all that is his. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that word, contentment, yeah. And then what is forbidden? The Tenth Commandment forbids all discontentment with our own estate, envying or grieving at the good of our neighbor, and all inordinate, inordinate motions and affections to anything that is his. Interesting. Contentment. That seems to be the word of the day for this thing. Yeah. Contentment. All right, well, let's look at some scriptures. And uh, again, there are wider scriptural proofs in the catechism, uh, but we're just going to hit just a, a few of them, and we're going to start with um, Hebrews 13. All right, Hebrews 13, um, verse 5. Um says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, 
because God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's interesting, um, ties in contentment with the idea that God's never going to leave us or forsake us. And we're, you know, um, I, I think it's, to me, it's saying that, you know, God is enough that, um, that our relationship with him is enough that, um, we don't need more and therefore don't be envious. Don't be jealous. Um, and, uh, yeah. Interesting. So, um, a a passage that you probably have heard read at weddings is the 13th chapter of first Corinthians, um, notable, notable by being called the love passage or the love chapter. Um, but there's some uh, good stuff about this contentment issue here um, in the in the middle of this. And uh, Jim, I think you've got that. Yeah, let's take it away. Um, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Uh, now you've heard that at weddings. This is not simply about romantic love, though this, this is a great thing to have play out in a marriage, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but it talks about the idea of love not being envious uh, as part of it. Um, there's a, a deep sense of contentment that comes out of this passage with patience and kindness, not insisting on its own way. And so there's a sense that... Um, that love allows us to be content. And I love how the catechism is saying the opposite of coveting appears to be contentment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. love is the answer. And love, <laughs> love is the answer. <laughs> love is all you need. Um, by the way, I'm just going to make a hot take before I go into my scripture here. Uh-oh. Yeah, with that, um, um, love is all you need. Um, I'm not a Beatles fan. I think I just need to tell everybody that I am not a fan of the Beatles. And if you can send all your hate mail to case and preach at, <laughs> but listen, I wasn't either. And I'm not, maybe I don't turn on their music for fun, but have you seen that documentary? The, the, the 30 hour one. Do, yeah. yeah. The Peter Jackson. Documentary? I don't know, man. They're impressive folks. Well, okay. So but let I, me just say that um, you're wrong. <laughs> All right, fair no, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. All right, so Each back at um, We're going to go look at uh, James uh, and chapter 3, and, uh, verses 14 and 16. And actually, I'm just going to read this paragraph here because I think it's, the context is good. Starting at 13. Uh, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Yeah, he doesn't pull any punches there. And this, this, uh, that, that James passage goes along with what is forbidden, the answer to what is forbidden in the 10th commandment about being discontent with our own estate, envying and grieving at the good of our neighbor and all inordinate motions and affections to anything that is his. So uh, there's, again, again this sense of not only contentment, but this, I mean, there, there's a reason behind this. The reason behind it is not just to be content in life because that's what we should be, but 
to not to envy to uh, let envy take over is going to lead us into areas of evil and sin and um, things that are not of Jesus. And, and that's as followers of Jesus, that's not where you want to be. So um, that's an interesting uh, piece to this, and I think James is um, hitting hitting the nail on the head. So um, let's just let's talk about the big word. What does it mean to be content? What is mm. being what is being taught here in this catechism about contentment? What does contentment mean? Um, and does it matter? Even does this commandment even matter today for us? Oh goodness, I think it matters a lot. It's a huge amount of discontent in soul these days. Mm-hmm. Just think about um, materially. Uh, don't most advertisements play on a discontentment? Oh, 100%. Like, goodness, every crash diet and every workout course, every vitamin supplement, every electronic, they play play on things like um, you are discontent with your body and you should be. Yeah. Therefore, here's my miracle cure. You're discontent with your um, ability or with what you have. So you need this new thing. What you have isn't good enough. And it's not only their fault. It's not their fault that we're discontent. It's just that they know that we are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot going on there. People, people discontent with their relationships, um, and it's not and, and it's not always somebody else's issue. So discontentment is a huge issue, and I think that a lot, if we could begin the journey intentionally, of saying. God is enough. What he has given me is enough. Who he has made me and what he's given me stewardship over is enough for my happiness. Mm. But hey, easier said on a podcast than done in real life, eh? Right, right. Absolutely. You know, I've heard it said, um, you know, we've always heard the term, well, the the grass is greener on the other side, right? So that's a really a, a phrase that comes out of issues of envy. You look over and you said, well, the grass is green, or the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Like, you you may think it is. Um, and Until so you realize how much they, it costs to fertilize it. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Well, and then you get over it, and you, you get over to the other side, and you say the same thing, the grass is greener on the other side. There's always another side. Yeah. There's always another side. There's always another side. By the way, companies would not spend all that money on advertising playing into discontentment if it didn't work. Oh, yeah, it works. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean that is. I mean there is something, and that's all they play into. So here's something else, though. It's like we talked about this in the last episode with um, bearing false witness, and how, and Wesley talked about how this affected the other commandments as well. I mean, if you're discontent in life, um, I think you're going to be close to you're you're going to be more closer to breaking the other commandments. Um, if you're discontent in life you're more likely to commit adultery. If you're discontent, you're more likely to steal. If you're discontent, you're more, you're murder. I mean, you know, um, I mean, if you're discontent in life, depending on your level of discontentment, um, can lead you down a very destructive road. Right. Um, Absolutely. I think that's a good word. Yeah. Is God God enough is the question. It's also a sign when we feel discontent, like you could use that as a positive trigger um, to say, okay, this is a place where I'm not finding my fulfillment in God and Mm -hmm. what, and God and my neighbors, what can we do about that? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a sign. It's a sign that idolatry is kind of creeping in and we have a chance to do something about it if we catch it. 
Well, with that being said, do you think there's a reason for it? Like, I, I don't want to get too big on this, but do you think there's a reason for the placement of this as being kind of the last of the the Big Ten before we head into the rest of the Torah um, and read it, the rest of the law, I should say, uh, Mosaic law, that um, it kind of doesn't sum up, but almost it seems like all of the other nine kind of would come out of this maybe or feed into it or be fed by discontentment. So like there are no other gods before me. Well, uh, you shall make no images, of, you know, you shall not make any idols. Um, well, you're worshiping other gods because you're discontent with God, right? Or the no adultery, the, the murder, the, uh, the, the fa- honoring your father and mother. Like it all seems to be... Uh, th- th- Come into this, or at least come yeah, out. I of think there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of. You know, I guess symmetry. I guess is, I don't know if that's what you yeah. call it between the commandments themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this is not the only one, but I do. Um, there, there certainly may be a reason. Um, yeah. You know, God, he's he pretty. He knows a lot. So there, there you um, go. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. That, <laughs> oh. he knew what, yeah. Yeah. I see what you're doing. He wow. he knew what he was doing. Yeah. yeah kind of knew. I think he may have done. Known. Um. So let's see what John Wesley says about this. Uh, we've been looking at uh, John Wesley's notes on the Old Testament and and what he says about each of these commandments, and um, here's what he says about thou shalt not covet. The foregoing commands implicitly forbid all desire of doing that which will be an injury to our neighbor. This forbids all inordinate desires of having that which will be a gratification to ourselves. Oh, that such a man's house were mine. Such a man's wife were mine. Such a man's estate mine. This is certainly the language of discontent at our own lot and envy at our own neighbors. And these are the sins principally forbidden here. God give us, God give us all to see our face in the glass of this law mm. and to lay our hearts under the government of it. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's right. I mean, again, I think that line, oh, that such a man's house were mine, such a man's wife mine, such a man's estate mine. And you just add to that, right? That I would just have this, have that. Why do they get this and I don't get that? Oh, yeah. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So <clears throat> let me ask this question. Is there ever a time that it's okay not to be happy with one's station in life? With, you're not happy at work, so you want a new job. You're not happy in your family, so something's got to change. You got, you're not happy with yourself, so something's got to change. Like, is there ever holy discontentment? Yeah, I think there is. I think there's also regular non-sinful discontentment. Say, for example, you've come to the, uh, I guess this episode, uh, we've already gone through the up and down of our new year's resolution by the time, by the mm-hmm. time we're talking here. That's true. That's so you true. might've gotten to the end of the year and you thought, yeah. Oh, I'm discontent with my body. Yeah. I'm going to do something about that. Well, there's a time where recognizing that something is incongruent with your call or desire is a good thing. Okay. Yeah. So maybe I'm discontent and it drives me to do something good. Now, if the discontent runs deeper where there's no grace for yourself at all, and there's no love for your body there's no love for the fact that God made you flesh, soul, and et cetera, then that becomes discontentment that is very, very sinful. Let's say in my family, 
for me to say I'm discontent with my wife, I'm going to go get a new one is unholy discontentment. It's not Mm -hmm. discontentment. That's just sinful. Mm -hmm. If I were to say, however, there's something within our family dynamic or something that we're doing that, that, you know what, it's not working well. And and we're finally fed up with the way that's going. So we're going to do something different. I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 I'm going to go hit the return policy on my, on my teenager and go get me a new one. Now that's not good. But yeah. that, wait, 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 where is that? Where do you, where do you, like, is there? I love my children. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think that's right. I think um, the the discontentment, perhaps, that this catechism is speaking of and leading into with this, um, speaking about with this commandment, is one that is real selfish in nature, perhaps. Um, uh, again, it's all about us, about me. And not about my neighbor, not about my situation, you know, bettering the situation that I'm in or any of that kind of stuff. It's more selfish in motive of, of why can't I have what so-and-so has? And so that would drive me perhaps to maybe injure or to do something negative. I think think injury is the key to me because let's say, let's say um, I just really have a desire to have big, broad traps and shoulders, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's about me, right? Right. That's that would then be self-centered because yeah. it's centered around me. Right. I don't need big traps and shoulders for my family, but I could have that desire and make that a perfectly reasonable, unsinful goal, unless in my spirit it becomes injurious um, to myself. Either I can overdo it, or uh, exercising and diet and hurt my physical body. I could have such a lack of of charity for myself because it's not happening fast enough or I messed up that I'm actually injuring myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I could be spending so long focused on this that I don't focus on my family. The injury of it, even if it's a lack of charity to yourself, which prevents you from experiencing the grace and love of God, that's a discontentment that I think we're talking about at the scriptural level in here. Now, just self, I mean, I can do things for me. Yeah, yeah. And I should do things for me. Yeah. It doesn't make them wrong. I think it's when they become injurious, not just to others or to the call of God on my life, um, but it could be even injurious to my own soul. Yeah. That becomes an issue. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as we kind of wind down the Ten Commandments here, and we're seeing kind of this, I, I use the word summation, but it's not summation. We're seeing this, um, how discontentment can play into all the other commandments. So how, just the, the connection that we... Yeah, the connections. The connections we have here in the commandments themselves. Um, let's ask the bigger question then about, let's just kind of, with this, the, whole, the entirety of the Ten Commandments. We have seen in the past how the Ten Commandments have been used as political props. They've mm-hmm. been used as um, personal props or whatever. You know, you'll put tablets in a courthouse or you'll put... Uh, mock-up tablets in someone's front yard, or you know, keep the Ten Commandments, or um, that uh, <laughs> that one funny story out of the uh, show The West Wing, where there was a town in Alabama that wanted to make to abolish all laws except the Ten Commandments. Um, like you have these, where it becomes itself uh, theater, and for lack of right. a better term, um, why do the Ten Commandments really matter? Why do they really matter to us today? 
Well, I don't want to talk too much. So Alan, you jump in after me. I'm going to give you two reasons. One, because as revealed by God, they give you very practical, good, and wonderful ways to live, to tell you not just what not to do, but also who you can be. The second thing is because the Ten Commandments are a milestone in the law that God revealed to his people, and Jesus is the fulfillment and the culmination of that law. Mm-hmm. That doesn't. When Jesus says, I've come to fulfill the law, that does not mean that you don't have to do it anymore. What it means is I am everything that the law intended to make, mm-hmm. to be, for a person to be. Mm-hmm. And in me, you can then do that. And so it's a part of the nature of Christ and Christ's work. These are also a big picture outline of many of the concepts and ways of being that can help us to summarize and, and keep a simple thought that helps remind us of bigger picture Christian ideas. You know, it, it's it, before Alan shares, is um, it almost seems like these were catechism in their day, right? They were catechetical. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, they were catechetical in nature. In fact, they're called they're called in the in the Hebrew scriptures the ten words, right? Because um, right. they're, they're they're very easy to remember and memorize, right? That leads. Why, why to... do they become theater? Because they're it's it's a symbol. It's like a sacramental thing. It's on these two tablets, these ten things. It's like it's a listicle. It's, it it's is super. It's super easy to remember. It is. And, yeah, and. There was a movie about it with Charlton Heston, so they become like huge symbols yeah. that you can make theater out of. Not to say that everybody who is interested in uh, showing images of the Ten Commandments is using it as theater, but I think we can. Did you ever, anyway, see, that, did you ever see that Mel Brooks movie, uh, uh, History of the World Part One? I don't remember it. And Moses comes down off the – it says, I bring you 15, and then one of the tablets falls and breaks – Ten Commandments. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, why do, why do the Ten Commandments still matter? Um, well, Jim, that was a really good answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ditto, ditto. Uh, but I think it. I think. I mean, it, they, it reveals who God is. Um, I don't know if we often think about that, but it begins with "I am the Lord mm. your God." Oh, good. Uh, mm-hmm. um, who brought you out of Egypt? Um, out of the land of slavery, and we talked about this at the beginning that you know some for I think some traditions that's the first commandment, um, yeah. and you know I think so we we sit here and we talk about you know what's God's will for my life? God's a mystery. Da 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 da. Well, no, God has revealed Himself yeah, to us. Word, yeah. Um, yeah. of course, for us, you know, Jesus is the fulfillment of that. It was what you said, but. You want to know what God's will for your life is? Follow these Ten Commandments, um, and 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 not just not just the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law too. Which Jesus gets into that in the Sermon on the uh, Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not a mystery. Like it's not like you know it's it's been written down plain for us. Um, um, and 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 it you know it reveals to me that. God is a good God and God wants good for us. Yeah. Um, and these are the things that God values uh, for us and we should value them for ourselves and for others. So yes. that's I, why it matters. I, 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 good. Boom. For, first Boom. of all, mic drop from Alan Kaysen. 
wow. right there, just done. Second of all, um, good. I mean, good reminder about Jesus here. Uh, Sermon on the Mount, Matthew five through seven. Um, very much, Matthew is setting up Jesus as this kind of new Moses figure who's going to lead us out of sin and uh, lead us out of slavery to sin and death itself. And you see in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, how did you put it, Alan? It was a, a playing out of these commandments, or or it's just kind of him te- his teaching. You can see connections even back to the to these commandments, and so that's an important piece to this. Whether Jesus's teachings make sense in light, make complete sense in light of the law itself, particularly the Ten Commandments. So um, that's a good word. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so. I want to take a point of personal privilege, if I may, here, and kind of swerve my uh, my esteemed co-host a little bit here before we start wrap, wrapping up here. In a bit. Um, and that is um, over the this uh, holidays in December, um, we put a thing out on our um, social media that we were really close to hitting ten thousand downloads. And for the this little podcast that we started, you know, over a year ago, uh, June of 2020, hitting 10,000 podcasts in 18 months, downloads, I should say, in 18 months. That's uh, that's for us. That's a pretty big thing. I think that that that's been a, a pretty big thing. So I, I'm just going to put y'all on the spot, and I'll, I'll have an answer for this too. Here we are. We're we're now at 11,000 and change downloads. We're 19, 20 months into this project that we just started on a whim and um, have, you know, we've, in that time period, we've joined up with a podcasting network. We have, we were seeing our reach continue to expand. People are in, enjoying our discussions and, and enjoying this podcast and using it. And it's, it's been really fun. Um, so I'm just going to ask this question. What has the last 18, 19, 20 months of us doing this meant to you. I think hitting that 10,000 download is a great milestone for us to, just for a brief moment, let's talk about what this has meant for us. Yeah, I'll I'll start. Um, You know, it blows me away. Um, I had, I don't think we had any idea. I don't think we had any idea we'd keep, we can, we'd be still at it. Um, not really. I mean, we knew that we knew there were a lot of questions in the catechisms that we provided a lot of material, but I didn't think, um, I didn't think we'd have the reach that we've had. Um, and we, we started by saying if, if, if we were the only ones that got anything out of it, that was fine. Uh, and turns out there's some other people who, who, who have enjoyed what we've put out. And I, I just, I, I greatly appreciate everybody that's listening. Um, and it, you know, it's provided us, oh, I think each of us an opportunity to, to talk more about Jesus and God and, and what we believe and why it matters. Um, but I told the guys the other day, I'm getting like, I, I'm getting, getting ready for uh, confirmation at the beginning of this year and how my, my own self, I feel so much more confident, um, and grounded in my faith in such a way to teach it to others, especially fifth, sixth and seventh graders, um, from just from us doing it ourselves, from us doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, uh, it's, it's invaluable. So mm. it's, it's, it's been great. That's awesome. Mm, that's awesome. I'm glad that happened for you. 
<laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, by the way. Me You're welcome. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. The invoices in your mailbox. You can pay us for services rendered. Fair, fair enough. Yes. No. It's been an awesome journey. I honestly wondered if we get through like 10 episodes and quit, yeah. you know, kind yeah. of thing. Um, I think we I've had really... that discussion. I remember yeah. that kind of being a thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And then who's going to listen to a podcast called Potakesis and right. all this stuff? But What's it turns out name? to be. Huh? I still I still love that review on iTunes. It's a good podcast, but it's not about chess. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, pot of chesses. Um, at any rate, it's just been great to meditate on God. I think I've talked about this in the episode we did on Tony Miltonberger's podcast, the Reformation. Ref, yeah, uh, reformation, reclamation, rec- reclamation, reclamation podcast. Reclamation. Sorry, Tony. I love you. I'm just tired. reclamation. Reclamation podcast. Um, it's just great to reflect on the things of God because it helps me fall more in love with God. I feel mm-hmm. more settled and grounded. Um, I've enjoyed the relationships we built, not only here between us hosts, but I love um, the community. I've met people and talked to people who just, they're like, yeah, good. I want to talk about theology and what, what we believe. And I just never knew, you know, you can't just bring this stuff up. Like you're at the gas station, you'd be like, hey, man, let's talk about the Trinity today. <laughs> hey, man, what do you think about the nature of sin and the Ten Commandments? <laughs> But we kind of like open a door and people are like, yeah. oh, let's talk about it. We could talk about it with you. Yeah. Um, we can talk about it with each other. So I think it's been great. It's been so much fun. Yeah. I, I love <laughs> By the way, I need to see that now. I need to see someone videotaping Jim Morrow at the gas station, just walking up to somebody and going, hey, man. Hey, man. Come here. Oh, you know, I'm, su- I'm such a nerd. I- I'll do that. I'll be like, <laughs> can you believe the scripture proof they put for the fifth commandment? <laughs> <laughs> guy's like, dude, I'm just trying to buy bubble gum. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. You know, Alan was telling the story to me and Jim um, of being out of town uh, a, a couple weeks back, a few weeks, about a month back. back I heard this so. story again yesterday. And uh, was being at, was out of town, and someone came up to him and said, "Hey, oh. you're part of that podcast." <laughs> I actually, awesome. I actually was talking to some of those people who did that to him just yesterday, and they were like, "We were such groupies. We just walked <laughs> up and and we got a picture." You have to, you have to share the best part of that. Oh, what is the hey, best part? You're the funny one, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Which also implies that I'm not the smart one either. <laughs> no, no, no. It just implies that we're very boring. And without you, we would not have That's made right. it this far. The peanut butter and jelly. Oh, um, here we go again. Here we go. Food again. references. I'm yeah, getting hungry. Yeah, of course. So um, for me, um, the, the same is true with what um, Alan and, and Jim has said. This has been meaningful uh, in more word, uh, more than I could put words to for me. Um, what started off as a, a dream to do a podcast, kind of been thinking about what, what, we could, what I could do. I wanted to do one for a long time, inviting these guys on. Them pretty much from the day I invited them saying, yes, let's do this, let's try it. Right in the middle of the pot, uh, the the shutdown for the pandemic, so we really we, we were, were busy. Anyway. We were busy ourselves, but also it gave us an outlet that I think was important. I think the Lord led us to be able to have this kind of creative outlet, and um, and just that it has kept going on, and that people are are. Um, are, are responding to it has been incredible. So all the glory to God on that because, um, you know, Jim and Alan are two of my 
dearest friends, and we share a lot of life and laughter and 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 all that kind of stuff together. But this really has been an amazing thing, and so I'm looking forward to the future. I'm looking forward to seeing where we continue to go. The truth of the matter is, um, in in a couple of months, we're going to be done with the catechism. Wow. Um, it, it's we're just going to be done with this the the shorter catechism. But I want y'all to know out there in Potakesis land that Jim and Alan and myself have met, and we've got a plan, and we are uh, looking forward to continuing on even after we're done with the catechism with some pretty fun stuff that's going to be meaningful. So, politics um, and why it matters. Politics and no. Oh, po- <laughs> politics and why it matters. That that's what you not said? happening. <laughs> joke, joke. <laughs> So um, um, I just want to say um, from the bottom of my heart, thank you to our Potecumans and thank you for just continuing to support us and share us with uh, your friends and, and your family. Um, uh, and, um, you know, these Ten Commandments, share these episodes on the Ten Commandments with people you know um, and these discussions that you, um, it, it, so y'all could have some important discussions with each other about important things. Um, we, our next episode we'll have, um, we're going to be talking about the consequences of sin itself and the consequences of, of breaking these commandments. And this will be leading up to the discussion about Jesus. Um, we, yes. will, we are getting ready to really lock in with, with Jesus and um, the work he did on the cross and the resurrection. Um, but before we get to Jesus, we need to understand and, and talk about the consequences to breaking these commandments to to sin itself. And so um, that's coming up next, the consequences of sin. Um, as a reminder, uh, we are now part of the Spirit and Truth podcasting network. You can find out more about that at spiritandtruth.life. The Spirit and Truth conference, um, you're all invited to come to that March 17th through the 19th in Dayton, Ohio. And you can register at spiritandtruth.life. And if you put Potakesis in the discount bar, you um, will get uh, some money off of your registration. As always, hit us up on social media. At Potakesis is where you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us any questions or comments you have at questions at Potakesis.com. You can leave us a voicemail. We would love some voicemail. Tell us what you think about the show. Tell us about what you think about uh, a you know, specific episode. Maybe you have a pushback. Maybe Jim said something you didn't agree with. Never. And we, Alan and I would love for you to uh, send <laughs> us a 15-minute rebuttal of, that, of what Jim said. So you can do that at 404-635-6679. And as always, leave us a five-star rating and leave us a review on Apple iTunes. And, um, hey, we are grateful for you. God. Get you blah, 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 blah. It's not like I do this, you know, every so often. We are grateful for you all, and uh, we look forward to being with y'all again real soon. So, I'm Brett Maddox. Jim Morrow. Alan Kaysen. And we will talk to y'all later. Y'all have a good one. Bye.